Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Huge fight week. We're in London, Wembley Arena. Delighted as always to be joined by the haymaker, David Hay, who's been up this morning tormenting the fighters, <laughs> including Mr. Dave Allen. Uh, Dave Allen's just spent 24 hours in a room, comes down, sees you, and you give him a little breakdown of his opponent. So it was, it was, all, it was all good banter. It was, it was. I had a laugh. You know, we, all, we all have to do this sort of 24-hour quarantine thing while we get the results back for our test. It was all positively negative which was good and um now we're out we feel free now we're running around the hotel um and yeah the the the, the fight the fight fever has hit everybody now and it's getting real you see all the fighters bouncing around you can see everyone looking at each other sizing each other up you feel this is i can feel the energy in the air an upset brewing i can feel it when we did the press conference uh, back in March now, originally, obviously, I know we've spoken about this on numerous times, but since that point to this point, it's become like a bigger fight and yeah. it, it's become a more intriguing fight yeah. as the last four or five months have, yeah. have passed. Yeah, when the fight was first announced, people were like, oh, Derek Chisora, they, they, were, they didn't quite believe, they didn't, they didn't think he had a shot. But as the fight gets closer, as we've seen some big upsets happen, we saw what happened with Dylan White getting knocked out by Povetkin. No one would have saw that. No one saw that coming. Then you've got Limachenko getting beat by Lopez. No, who saw that coming? And now all of a sudden, Lopez is his Papachenko, his dad trains another undisputed champion, Usyk. And Usyk's in a fight against a guy who's significantly bigger than him. Proper 20 kilos different. I'm like, is there another upset coming? I think there is. I really do think there is. And other people are starting to think, what if Derek Chisora can get on his chest? What happens if he starts pounding that body and Usyk wants to impress? Maybe Usyk wants to do to Derek 
something that's going to set set alight the heavyweight division. He wants he's the mandatory for the WBO title for 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 Anthony Joshua's title. He is in a position to really really set the world alight now with Derek Chisora. But to do that, no one's interested in him just running around jabbing, bouncing around and not engaging in battle. They want to see what this guy can do at heavyweight and if he's if he does anything other than knock Derek Chisora out it's a fail. It's a failed mission, you know. He wants to go out there and put on a spectacular performance. He wants to really let everyone know he's number one in the heavyweight division, and he's the, the, going to be the third guy in history to be cruiserweight champion and heavyweight champion. But to do that, he's got to get past the very best Derek Chisora, and a Derek Chisora that hasn't been seen before. He's when you people like what Derek Chisora does, they watch the fights against Dylan White. They love that effort. They love the letting the hands go. But he didn't have 12 rounds of fight in him. He fought for 12 rounds, but he didn't have 12 rounds of fight in him. He was fighting on empty, an empty tank. Now he's got a full tank. Now he's 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 paid the price. He's paid the sacrifice. He's did everything he needs to do in training camp. All of the things I couldn't get him to do before the Price fight, before the Sander Gash fight, even before the Dylan White fight. There were certain things I was begging him to do. Derek, please do this core work. Do this bridging work. Do this work. Do the do these sprints. Just get your heart rate above 90, 90, 190 beats per minute. We have to get it up there. He's like, uh, yeah. He, he, it was always a resistance. He, was, he never quite gave me 100. He gave me 80, 85%. He didn't give me 100. And I said, to beat the world elite, you have to, be, you have to at least give 100%. Then the rest is down to God and the boxing gods. That just what happens, happens. But if you haven't given 100%, you haven't put 100% in. Derek always gives 100% in the fight. No one ever questions his heart and desire and determination once that first bell rings. But how about a month before that fight? How about two months? How about three months before the fight? Is he given 100% like he does on fight night in training camp? And the answer is no. He didn't used to do that. But for this fight, for some reason, I think Usyk spooked him. I think so many people told Derek Chisora, you're going to get knocked out, you're going to get battered, you're going to get beaten. He's thought, fuck it, I'm just going to give every session 100% and let the, let the chips fall where they may. And here we are, a few days away from the big one, you know, Usyk, Chisora, WBO mandatory. There's a heavyweight title shot for the winner of this fight. You know, I'm uh, campaigning for Derek to be the uh, WBO mandatory if he is successful here. You know, currently Usyk is the WBO mandatory. And if Derek beats him, Theoretically, he should become champion. He's fought consistently for the WBO titles, international, intercontinental titles, going back 10 years. He's got a good history with his governing body, with the WBO governing body. He wants that belt one day. He wants to challenge for that belt and he wants to win that belt. But let's forget about world title belts just now. Just, just focus on, on you because it's a massive... It'll be one of the biggest... All, it'll be the biggest upset on British soil in any heavyweight fight that I, I can ever remember. And... Um, Derek Zora's going to do it. He just needs the British public to get behind him and believe in him. And, you know, we need everybody. There's nothing. What else are you going to do on, on Halloween? You're not allowed to go to your mate's house to watch the boxing. You can't go to the pub to watch the boxing. You can't go to a bar. can't go to a nightclub. can't go to a restaurant. can't go to the cinema. You can do nothing other than sit at home wondering, I wonder how this fight's going to go there. No. Get your Sky Box office. Enjoy the fight. Get, your, get some delivery in and have a great night on Halloween. There's nothing else to do. Let's do it. I just looked as if you were sponsored by Deliveroo there, but you, 
you're not, but it's a no, good plug like, for them. No, I get what you mean. The of course. Of Hello, How, yeah. Okay, or cook. I don't, you don't want to be cooking while the fight's happening. You want the food to come to you ready and get it going. David, when you say you're campaigning to uh, have Derek Chisora, if he wins the the WBO slot. What have the WBO actually said to you about this situation? Have they given you any inkling to, if Derek is successful on Saturday night, that he will be, are you led to believe that that will be the case? I'll find out this week. We've um, uh, written a letter to, to Packer, the president of the WBO, you know, stating uh, a case what, for why Derek should be, should winning by be, beating the mandatory, should become mandatory himself. You know, he's, he's put his heart and soul into this training camp. There's only so many times he can go to the well. He's 36 years old now. If there's ever a chance for him to get a world heavyweight title shot, it's off the back of this big victory against someone who's number one, fighting someone who's one below the champion. Why should he now then go right back down? It doesn't make sense. You know, he's already fought the very best consistently. And um, we, we believe you know, common sense will prevail. And, you know, the WBO, a great organisation who always, you know, who Derek Tazor has worked closely with for many years now. And um, this, is his, this is his opportunity. But I don't want to think too far into the future. This is something that's happening on the sidelines. To beat Usyk, he's going to have to do something he's never done before. He's going to have to fight better than he's had any other performance in any other of his fights up until this point. His 40-odd fights he's had will not be good enough to beat Usyk on Saturday night. He has to do something different. He has to be significantly fitter. His head murk needs to be better. His punch evasion needs to be better. His punch output needs to be significantly higher. He's going to need to do something he's never done before. But fortunately, we've, behind the scenes, you know, Derek Chisora has given us his, his life and his soul. And um, he's never, he said, we sat down the other day and he said he's never, he's never felt like this before. He's never felt a week before a fight like he doesn't want to do he don't do more training. Normally, it gets a week before and he starts doing these mad runs. I remember before a few of his fights, he's... He's just done some random training session. I'm like, what's that for? Because in his mind, he's thinking, I'm not fit. Maybe if I go for a jog now for two hours, I'm going to be fitter on fight night. doesn't work like that. You can't make fitness up right before the fight. The fitness is built up years, years before. You build fitness. Fitness is something that build, builds over years, particularly strength, uh, conditioning. And he's that for a whole year, he's been gradually getting fitter, stronger, more conditioned. You know, um, Alexis and Marius and all the guys at London Shoot Fighter, you know, John Ramos, you know, Ruben Tabarez, the whole team, you know, Kevin Lidlow. We've had so many people really coming in and you know, Leon Williams. We've had some real, real... Everybody's just given so much to Derek for this fight. Everyone's taken his abuse, taken his, 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 his uh, tent, temper tantrums. You know, he's, he's called people, he's had arguments, he's thrown stuff at people, he's done... But we're all here. Everyone's taken it. But we finally got him to the point where he's optimal. He's as good as he's ever going to be. Derek Tazor will not ever fight better than he will do on Saturday night. This is him. This is it. We finally got it. For a year, we finally got him here. No injuries. No, no, no niggles. He's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Fitter, faster. His, uh, his sparring partners, rarely can they do more than two rounds of him. Because he's fighting every round of sparring like, it is, like his life depends on it. Like a desperate man who's fighting for his life. Literally, this is what we've got him. We've got him. We've whipped him up into an absolute, into a monster. I keep saying it the other day in an interview about this mudslide analogy. It's like a mudslide. Once it comes there, you can run away from a mudslide for so long. 
but if it's a, it catches you once it gets your feet it slows you down some more and that's what he's going to do to use it he's going to get him in that slide getting him in that mud slide and if he if he gets he's going to start creeping up his body and he's going to force Usyk to stand and fight so Usyk has to hold his feet and let those crisp sharp clean punches go that he loves to do knock loads of people out fought so many world champions technically Usyk is as perfect as you're going to find a fighter on the planet he's about as perfect as can be but you know, it's like a sword, a samurai sword versus a big club hammer. You know, you can slice it up, but all it takes is that one hammer across the, across the blade and it snaps, it puts a big dent in it, and then it just, he's gonna club Usyk to bits. He's gonna break him down. Ah, oh. you have to tune in for this fight. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be there, you gotta be here for, for this, this, this fight, guys. It's, it's gonna be epic. It's gonna go down as well. It's because it's, no matter what happens in this fight, it's gonna be entertaining, no matter what. It's not gonna, there's no way it can be boring. Derek won't allow it to be boring. It's just gonna be blood and guts from the first round. And Derek knows, it's ain't not gonna, Derek's not gonna come out of this fight unscathed. He knows, he's mentally prepared, understands that he's taken a lot of shots from the likes of Dylan White. Do you think Dylan White's more technically skilled than Usyk? Do you think Dylan White's skill set is better than Usyk's? Skill for skill. You're actually asking I'm me. I'm asking you the question. Do you think skill for skill? One's a gold medalist. Yeah, Usyk's one of the most skilled fighters on the planet. And if, and if Dylan White was able to land significant shots on Derek, why do you think we think Usyk isn't? No, I'm not thinking that Derek Jaws is going to slip every single one of his shots. No, but what I do know is when Derek sorry, gets into range... He's going to be letting some bombs fly, like ridiculous bombs like you've never seen. The combination that knocked out Artis Bilko, watch that. Left hook to the body, left hook, right hand, and just keep swinging. Swing and swing. You can only get slip so many of them before they start catching you. All he needs is the top of the head. If Derek can clip him on the top of the back of the head, that's it. Once, once his legs go once, Derek is going to be laying those punches on him and he's going to get really interesting real quick. David, I know um, Derek would have had numerous conversations with Tony Bellew uh, about uh, Alexander Usyk. Have you had any conversations with, with Tony about Usyk? Um, yeah, I've, I've talked to him about him. He, he says what we all know. He's very slick. He's very skillful. He's, uh, he's just really, really good. He's just a very, and if you have a, a long-range bot shootout with him like Tony Bellew did, you need to be able to do it for 12 rounds. Unfortunately for, for, for Tony, he fought him at, at the end of his career, in, in his twilight years. If that fight was, you know, four, four years prior to that, maybe, you know, uh, Tony would have been able to maintain that skill set, maintain the long-range boxing. As he was, I had him up on the scorecards at the point he got stopped, he got clipped at the end of the round, and it all sort of unraveled. So um, Derek Tesora can't out, doesn't have the long-range boxing skill that, Tony Bellew has, so it's not an option for us to, uh, to apply the same tactics Tony Bellew did. It's going to have to be a lot more seek and destroy. It's going to have to be a lot more up close, rough and tough, getting real intimate with, with uh, Usyk. He's going to have to really breathe, be moving down his neck at every stage of this fight. And he's gonna, Derek's going to be missing, no doubt about it. Derek's going to be missing, but he's going to keep throwing. He's, he's prepared to miss, but he's going to prepare to keep throwing lever and force Usyk at some stages Yusuf's going to have to land some punches at some stage and to do that he has to be in punching range when he's in punching range I'd rather be the 115 kilogram man over the 90 natural kilogram man in a shootout if it's 50-50 bums flying 
Okay. There's no one more animated explaining a fight than no, David Hay. No, it's good. It. No, because you truly you believe. So you're talking what you believe. No, you will be believing after this fight. As always, a lot of people. A lot of people think I'm just giving it the big old hype up. I genuinely. I. I how do I? How do I? It's the best way to explain it. When you've seen someone do something that you didn't know they could do, that you hoped one day they could do, but mm, not quite sure. But then you've seen them do it, and you think, yes, we got it. And no one else knows. No one else knows what you can do. Only I and his team know. That's it. It's, it's, quite, it's quite nice. So I'm just telling you, don't miss it. <laughs> when it happens, say you were there live. We watched the fight live. Yeah, in 20 years' time. Can you remember when Derek Chisora knocked out Usyk? Yeah, no one thought that was going to happen. Be there live. Be there while it happens. A few days to go. Right, David, is there... Is there an issue with yourself and Dillian White? In what sense? Well, just noticing some quite strong Instagram posts from, from Dillian White over the last few days, over some comments you made about his fight with, with Povetkin. So I'm asking, is there an issue that you know of between you and Dillian White? Probably. There's an issue with everybody in Dillian White. I don't know anyone who doesn't have an issue with Dillian White. If you say anything that isn't him, he's great then he's going to have an issue with you. Um, I thought the fight against Povetkin, he was winning easily, and he walked on to Povetkin's best punch. And a lot of what was said after the fight was everything was going perfectly, and it just happens in boxing. One shot can do it. You're right. But would you say the same thing uh, against when uh, Deontay Wilder knocked out Ortiz? He was losing every round. Then he was it. Was that a shot? Was that does that? Did everyone say after that fight? Oh, it just happens in boxing. Anything can happen. No, it was Wilder's best shot. You know, you, if you get hit with someone's best shot, then you need to make sure when it happens again, you don't. And uh, I'm not sure. I hope Dylan White has addressed whatever the re whatever the reason was for him to get hit with that shot. Because it wasn't, in my opinion, a lucky punch. It wasn't just one of those things that happens in boxing. It was. Povetkin's best. It was one thing he does consistently throughout his whole career. Knocked out Carlos Takamovic. Even I was talking to uh, um, Brian and um, Chisora about it, who've both been to Russia to spar with Povetkin, and both of them said, "Bloody oh, did he get you that left uppercut?" He went, "Yeah." He said he maybe he busted both of their lips with that left uppercut. He said, both of them. He's done both of them with that same shot. So your whole style should be around, should be about, or Dylan White should be focusing on staying away from someone's best asset, which is his left uppercut. It didn't feel watching the fight that he was staying away from it. If someone throws a left uppercut, you don't want to be here, you want to be here. So when it comes up, it comes up here, not here, so it comes up here. That's it. No one said, okay, I'm going to try and shift my weight back. I haven't heard that from anyone. I just heard everything was going great. And then I just got hit with a shot. It happens in boxing. It does. But in the rematch, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Because I believe at this stage with Povetkin being 42 years old, uh, I believe Dylan White has got so many more great fights in him. He should still be the mandatory for the WBC title. He should be the guy fighting Fury. But he's not. It's really frustrating because I really wanted to see him in him with Fury. I'd love nothing better to see Fury and uh, White go at it. Can you imagine the banter before that fight? Can you imagine the ag? It'd be, it'd be amazing. I really, really wanted that fight more than anybody. I think it's a great fight. And it's not happening now. So I just was trying to say, let's go back to what you do best. And, um, and White, I've sparred with him before. I've seen him, I've seen most of his fights. 
and his when his weight shifted back, when he's got that nice long raking jab going, he's a very very tough man to beat, very tough man, and he would have beaten Povetkin significantly better if he would have fought Povetkin like he fought Joseph Parker or even for um, Rivas. If he had that same mindset and that same sort of rough and tough um, energy, he'd, he'd, he'd have busted Povetkin up in a couple of rounds. In my opinion, that's how I thought, that's how I think I would, he would have done. So I just want to see Dylan White go back to what he naturally does. Whatever he was doing, it didn't look natural to me. It, didn't, it looked like he was trying something new. Don't try anything new. Let's not try and reinvent the wheel here and let's just keep doing what you're doing because what you were doing was working. Clearly, up until that point, you was the mandatory. You was up there. You'd beaten everybody was to beat, other than uh, other than AJ. You beat everybody else. So now it's like it's brought him back down. Now he's got to work his way back up, and it's frustrating. Yeah. So I don't know why he doesn't need to focus his energy, his hate on me. He should focus it on this training camp and getting it right and making sure he doesn't get caught with that same left uppercut again. That answer your question. Well, so in answer to my question, there is no issue on your side with him. I'm going to beef with him. I'm sure he, he he hates my guts and thinks I'm a scumbag. And I'm a, what do you, I heard what he's called me? He called me something like a whore, or was it? Uh, okay, apologies for the language, uh, but he, he called you a cocksucker. Cocksucker, yeah. There you go. So, I'm a, if he wants to call me a cocksucker, okay, fair enough. I'm I'm not going to uh, uh, get in his face. And, Did you call me a cocksucker? Because then next thing you know, David Hay versus Dylan White's on. And I'm like, oh, no thanks. I'm sure he, maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he wants to hit a nerve or I think, tell you what, I'm in good shape. I, I can beat him and wants me to make a, make a comeback. He actually said after I got knocked out against um, Tony Bellew, he then came up to me saying he wants to fight me. I'm thinking, I just got beat up by Tony Bellew. Why would you want to fight me? Why don't I fight Tony Bellew? He just won. But yeah, he's, he's, he's got a thing. I think he really wants. He wants my name on his record. I think he wants that, even if it's, a, it's an old washed-up hay, forty-year-old washed-up hay. He wants that. He wants that. He wants that scalp on his record. But unfortunately, you can't have it, my friend. It's all tucked away now. Okay, um, David, are you? I haven't spoke to you since then, but are you surprised the whole Fury Wilder fight isn't going to materialise this year, and it yeah, doesn't I'm, look yeah, like yeah. it's going to materialise, really? <laughs> yeah, a bit disappointed, but you know. It, what it does do, it does make the, the Fury um, AJ fight that little bit closer. You know, if you've got a big fight like Wilder, that fight takes a long time to promote. It's just lots of lots of lots of stuff has to happen in between it. But now that fight looks like now it's not in the way of it. I would love to have seen how um, Deontay Wilder responded from that from that loss. It was a heavy, heavy loss. It'd been it'd be nice to see what type of. Uh, um, man he is in terms of how he comes back from a, from a loss. I like the fact he wanted the immediate rematch. He didn't need any warm-ups. He, he thought he knew what the reason was and he was going to come back. But we're not going to see that now, not for a while. So let's just see, let's see, where, let's see where the chips lie. You know, you've got Pulev fighting um, AJ in December. It's a good fight. I think AJ wins that pretty easy. Then you've got Tyson Fury having a, a tune-up with someone. I don't know who's going to fight. Talking about Rivas or Takam. Caballo. Caballo. Another fight you should be able to win pretty easy. I wouldn't mind seeing... I really wanted to see him in, in Dylan White. That's, that, that would have been the... Everyone would have felt okay about that fight. Everybody would well, have if, if, if White... <clears throat> Beats Povetkin on the 21st. We still may see that fight of November because then you could just stay in DAA. Yeah. If, if you got Dylan White, this is what I think. If Dylan White's watching, which he's probably not, he's probably focusing in Portugal, training, doing crunches, and moving backwards from that upper, sliding away from the upper guy. But what 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 he needs to do is win this fight real easy. 
and then start beating a drum for that Fury fight. You know, can you imagine giving it a month, a month, and then go straight back in and go straight? But the same way he went straight back into training camp for this fight after getting knocked out. If he knocks, if he knocks out Povetkin, which he should do in a couple of rounds, then he shouldn't be banged up. Shouldn't be bangy. Just go straight into the straight into the Fury fight next month, one month. Let's do it. WBC will be like, okay, yeah, you won it back. You'd make just. If, 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 if Fury is going to fight the Takam or uh, Rivas... David, are you talking about for this year? This year? Oh, no, no, David, no, 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 what are you talking you know, about? about? Come on, David. About, He's fighting on the 21st of November. Fury's meant to be fighting on the 5th of December. Listen, think about it. No, Come think on, about it. Why, why can't it happen? If the fight goes well, it only needs a two-week. You need a two-week build-up, two, three-week maximum build-up. The fight could be that big. He could do it. As long as he doesn't damage his hand, he could go out there, blitz... blitz Blitz uh, Povetkin, and I'm going to say he's blasting him out in a couple rounds, smashes him up, bang. He's fresh. Why not? He'd take the fight for sure. Dylan will want that fight. Fury, I'm pretty sure, want to. The WBC will want that fight. Yeah, you see that? David, there's, there's, crazy, more, there's more chance of you fighting Fury on the 5th of December than Dillian White coming back happen. from 21st today. Crazy, crazy things happen in boxing. If there's ever a time for something crazy like to happen, it's now. That's, that's, that's what I want to see. Love I the optimism, see. but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic yeah, love the optimism. I'm an optimistic guy. I never thought I'd get Derek into the shape that he's in now. I never thought it possible to happen. I never thought he'd be as disciplined and as focused and as mentally switched on as he is now. I never thought it happened, and it's happened. This is a time for the impossible, and that's it. That's what I think we should start pushing for. Okay. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get on Any with your day. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a few good sound bites there, but I don't want to peak too early because obviously we've got four days until the fight so I'm going to try and use you like a whatever this week if that's alright but I'm sure it is Bill Withers use me no problem I was going to say use you like a cheap whore but that's I've said it now anyway but it's okay I take that <laughs> David thank you very much for your time as always uh, much appreciated this is you just you get a feeling this is there's something weird so gonna happen to happen weird, this week. There's a weird energy in the air, and it's the upset energy. It's the fact that people kind of might think it's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen. We know it's gonna happen. No one else knows it. Maybe in round two or three, you'll be like going, "That's what David was talking about." God damn! And you might even end up. You see, just, oh. as long as you're watching it live, I'm happy. Well, we'll definitely catch you up, catch up with you again in the week. Like so it's only Wednesday today, so. Much appreciated and uh, best of luck with the rest of the week. Thank you very much. Talk to you later on. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.